is Green Day, right? We could have a lot of green days in Sacramento based on today's news, this hour's news, that Sacramento is emerging as a front runner to land the A's as a temporary team, 25 through 27. That's in The Athletic today. Kevin Gleason, Jay Johnson uh, with uh, Kyle Draper enjoying his vacation. It's really tricky. So we'll look in just a moment here at why it appears Sacramento is the front runner right now. And we'll also look at things like this on the uh, on the text line, 339-1140-1800-920-1140 from the 209. Please, Sacramento, don't hurt the A's leverage here. This city knows how much this hurts. Don't help Fisher. He doesn't care about you. Yeah, he doesn't. I know. I mean, that's the type of thing. What do, what do you say to that? It's but, like, I hear you, brother. But The problem with that legend is this. It says don't hurt the A's leverage. Meaning, I, I'm thinking he's saying don't hurt Oakland's leverage, Maybe, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the A's is John Fisher. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to help. I don't want to. I, I hear me. I don't. I've said it a hundred times. I want to support the Oakland A's and not the ownership group. Mm-hmm. I do not want to. Here, here's where I think this could be going. This is an A's spokesperson. Spokesperson, pardon me. Uh, to The Athletic, quote, we had a constructive and positive meeting with the city of Oakland and Alameda County and are focused on continuing conversations around a lease extension at the Coliseum, okay, because they met yesterday. All right, that sounds like, all right, things are progressing. But this uh, source here, speaking to The Athletic, says a return to the Coliseum remains as a, quote, tough road, end quote, considering how messy the team's planned exit from Oakland yeah has already been. So that could suggest that there's already been a lot of animosity. Like, yeah, they're talking, but Oakland may be sitting there going, why should we help you? Oakland may be saying, and who could blame them? All right, if we help you, it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you a lot of money. You're also going to have to give us some kind of concessions. Uh, We're going to need the brand. We're going to need baseball to agree to leave that brand, Oakland A's, in Oakland. Something like that. Please. Those may be, and I wouldn't blame Oakland. I hope those are the types of things they're demanding. They may even be going, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to need a promise that we're going to get an expansion team. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, then you could see how the A's would go. move. Ah, yes, yes. But you could see how the A's would go. And baseball would say, no, uh, we're not doing any of that. Yeah, it's almost a game of chicken, and I understand the city of Oakland. You know, I Ma- do too. Mayor Tao, she's been ve- since she's coming to office, she's been very steadfast of like we're not demand. I mean, we're not bending to the demands of what the Oakland right, A's right. organization want. And I get it. You know, we're not bending to what John Fisher and Dave Cavill have tried to bring to us. Well, we're you know, not Jay, doing that. Yeah, there's the moral issue, and there's just the political issue. Yep. She can't be seen as somebody's like, oh, okay, yes. Whatever you need now. You know, she can't be seen as weak on this. True, very true. It's a great point. I, I think, the and, and that's the tough part of the situation is, and it, let me ask you this, Whitey. If, excuse me, legend, let me ask you this. If, <laughs> if, it, if it was, let's say that the city of Oakland and the, o, and the A's did come into fruition of being able to say, okay, look, we're going to play another three years here, even knowing that the goal is still going to be Las Vegas and we're just we're just biding time we're waiting on the stadium to be built does it change does it change how we should be a fan of the A's does it change if I should still go watch a game because up to this point the last 2 years knowing I'm supporting the the the, the A's ownership I I have not went to see a game in Oakland I have not went to see the A's at all 
But, okay, they come back. to Let's say they agree to come back to Oakland. But Vegas is being built. So we know they're still living. Mm-hmm. Leaving, rather. Yeah. I'm still in the same boat, no, I right? I know. It's tricky because I, I know what you're saying. I would feel – I went to an A's game last year, and, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, we got to go to a game. Who knows what's going to yeah. happen? Now they're going to be here at least in Oakland at least one more year. I would go, and I would feel like, hey, this is – I'm actually supporting the history. This is – I'm – getting in touch with my memories of how great this was. And yet, if they move to Sacramento and I go, part of me is going to feel like, you know, you're kind of betraying all of that. I know that may be silly, but that's how I I would feel because it, I would feel like I was helping the A's with the whole process. I'd feel like I was supporting the process of moving to Vegas. Yeah. It's tough, man. I And that's kind of how I felt. I had tickets on two occasions last year to go to the A's, and one was on Father's Day. One of them was September 15th. I believe they were playing the Padres because i very interested. I think I went to that game. Yeah, see? And I was like, I just couldn't bring myself to go, man. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. What day was – do you remember what day that was? I I want to say the 15th was a Saturday. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. I, My daughter took me to that game for my birthday. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. and But I do know that series that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was the Padres – and Whitey, I just couldn't pull myself to get up and go, man. Mm-hmm. And but I, I felt the same way you felt. Is I need to see one more before it's all said and done. And then opposite, I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm fighting my emotions and you know, and fighting or fighting supporting the group, the the ownership. And so it's almost. I'm hoping the Vegas thing falls through. And amongst these three years, wherever the A's play, it, you know, the timing or something happens to where it looked like they're looking for somewhere else to go now. And I can, as a city, understand where Sacramento, again, they're putting their foot forward. They would love to do, you know, house the A's to show that we can do it. And as you said, maybe be next in line for an, an, you know, an expansion team. But I think the city of Oakland would be probably right in that same running, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, for that's, sure. That's the other – yeah, looking down the road like, wow, Sacramento and Oakland at odds for yeah. a team? Yeah. Uh, on the text line here, 339-1140, the A's are calling Oakland's bluff from the 916. I agree. Yeah. Someone else uh, suggests that uh, – and I wish you'd put your name on it so I could give you credit. When Seattle was potentially getting the Kings, I didn't blame the Seattle fan base for wanting a team. Go sack A's for potential MLB expansion franchise. Right, which is th- and that's part I of it. Get that? Yeah, because we're, we're taking what's you know we have an opportunity to show and prove we can do something. Mm-hmm. And I would love that because now I'm fighting the fact of like this is my hometown, this is my city, this is where I'm. You know, I want to see another team come through here. So yeah, let's go support it because if we didn't, Whitey, then it wouldn't show these other leagues that yeah. you know Sacramento can bring out. 30,000, it's not going to be 30,000, but it wouldn't show that, you know, we can support a team 162 times a game, even 81 on the road and 81 here and exhibition games and, you know, other things that go on in preseason games. And we're not going to get up when the Texas Rangers who just won a championship come here. Like we want to show Sacramento can do this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm torn. I know. Fisher trying to stay in Oakland is about TV money. Fans be damned. Let Fisher lose it. Well, and then the other thing is, what 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 are we going to do? It's going to happen one way or the other, right? I mean, 
we can get behind it or not. I don't think fans are going to be behind it here, right? And the city, yeah, wants I think it. so. Yeah, because yeah. we. I'm sorry. That's I'm. I'm trying. I'm rationalizing. I know. <laughs> That's what I, I did see it on I, you. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what we do. They're going to come, so... Yeah. <laughs> You're trying that, to make it okay yeah, in, in some that, form. That wasn't right. It, but you know what, <laughs> though? That back. But you know, it, it, it just shows the conundrum that... <laughs> oh, first of all, A's fans are in. Then you have the Sacramentans, you know, who are going to try to support the team. And then you just have... And you know this. You, got, you and Drapes have talked about this. And this is why the Kings do so well sometimes. And it's it's not a jab at them. It's the only show in town. Yeah. And so when it's a Friday night and you have a coat, even though a lot of people would say it's not affordable, but if you bless that to afford it, you know, it's like, okay, I could grab three or four tickets and take the family out. And, you know, it's a good outing. It's, it's fan family friendly. You know, it's exciting. You get to see some top flight entertainment. Who knows who they're playing? Like, there's a reason for it. And guess what? Baseball's even less. And the Oakland A's don't have no push to try to charge anyone $100 for, for you know, a, a third base side ticket. It's going to be less and it's going to be easily, you know, easy to go on a Friday and a Saturday what, what midday. The, what do the River Cats do, by the way? Oh, they're stuck, man. What are they going to do? They're stuck because now they're getting ready to get kicked out of their own clubhouse. <laughs> and you know, some of the and you know, schedules are made, but there's also going to be a time where the A's are probably going to get the better, you know, better slots for days and you times think, and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. River Cats, man, they in trouble. All right. Well, it's looking more likely than ever that Sacramento's going to get a Major League Baseball team, at least short term. More on that coming up. And we'll also take a look at uh, former 49er Jimmy Garoppolo in the news for all the wrong reasons today as we roll on. Drive, guys. Hope you're having a great Friday. Thanks for being with us. Sacktown Sports. On the move? Got somewhere to be? Take Sacramento Kings basketball with you. The Sacktown Sports app will let you stay connected to your passion. Never miss a moment of Sacramento Kings basketball with the Sacktown Sports app. Big savings are back at Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Looking to own or lease? We have options for everyone. Plus, lower interest rates at Folsom Lake Honda make for lower payments. It's no wonder Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop Honda shop. Get an instant cash offer for your trade at FolsomLakeHonda.com. We'll buy your car whether you buy from us or not. Visit us today at FolsomLakeHonda.com. R.C. Willie has everything for your home, including furniture, mattresses, appliances, electronics, and flooring. With our vast selection, it's easy to find items that fit your style and your budget. We also offer a variety of finance options, including zero down and zero interest for 18 months. Whether you're looking to establish new credit or ready to make your space more cozy, we can help. With our flexible finance options, you can easily update your home one piece or one room at a time. Plus, we have a low price guarantee. Let us help you make your home your way at R.C. Willie. HDKAM HD1 Sacramento, KYMX HD2 Sacramento. From the Power Business Technology Toshiba Studios. This, this, this is Sacktown Sports. The Tribe Guys powering your afternoons Monday through Friday on Sacktown Sports. Well, perhaps today will be remembered as the day when we found out that Sacramento probably going to get a Major League Baseball team. 
It's so strange to say that. Again, just to summarize for those perhaps just joining us, the um, athletic reporting that you know that the A's and Oakland County City, they met yesterday. They've been talking about an extension, and then the athletics says, according to a source, Sacramento is the front runner, which could be significant, could mean could be meaningless. Maybe we're being used as leverage. Then there's this. Emil just walked in, and I think he's going to come back in in a little bit here to talk about the 49ers. But I told him, hey, big news. And he said, is it really? And I said, what do you mean? He said, I said, you mean because it's the ace? And he said, yeah. I mean, I know, I know baseball's not that popular, Jay, but I would think the ace coming here for a few years. To me, that's big news. Maybe, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it. you know, just saying baseball coming to, to Sacramento is huge. And I was just sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking, man, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, that would have been huge. And here we are, you know, battling and arguing and trying to come to some type of <laughs> solution uh-huh. of why this would be something great. <laughs> I would, If you would have told me that the A's had an, any opportunity any time prior to two years ago in my life that they could be in Sacramento, I, I would be, come on, this is yeah. great. Yeah. But here we are trying to talk ourselves into why it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Could you have ever imagined that? No. No, on the chat, Ward says, can we change their colors, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. I don't think we could because, you know, they're not going to want to change their colors and then change them again when they go to Vegas, I don't think. Ryan Williams-Art, how about this, Jay? I get the support for the team, but not the ownership. But if you never go, then at some point it's punishing yourself yeah. more than Fisher what really is being achieved. Agreed. I, I know, but it's just a matter of the principle of it. It is, and it's something I've I've said. I continue to battle. It's a you know, a personal battle that I've had with myself in the last couple of years with supporting the A's because the players deserve it. Mm-hmm. But what we always talk about: you want to hurt somebody, hurt them financially, hurt them in the pockets. Yeah. Don't showcase your money and allow them to do it. And it's not like you know. And and let me let me peel back the curtain. We have opportunities here working here to get tickets for free. So it's not as if I'm paying for these tickets if I, if I didn't want to. But still, the fact of the matter is, is yeah, I feel like I would be supporting John Fisher just being in-house. Ward also says, can you imagine lighting beams off the Tower Bridge? After <laughs> do we do that? What if the green beam? If the <laughs> uh, Yeah. Emil joins us. Emil yeah. brought to you by uh, Timber Creek Golf Course. Emil, the green beam, you're not down with that? No, we're not giving the beam. Come on. Come the on. It's not just a Kings thing. It's a Sacramento thing, isn't it? No, it's it? a Kings thing. That's not. What have they done to deserve the beam, honestly? Well. And to change the, the color? I mean, given that. Yeah, it'd be the green beam. Uh, given um, given the way the A's have played lately, you'd probably light it like seven times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Every fortnight. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't be that often. By then, though, who knows? My only um, my only question with this is thinking about the Rivercats. Like, if they're sharing the stadium. Yeah, we were just talking about mm-hmm. that. Where, where are they going to play? Uh, someone suggests in the chat, although oh, go to Lincoln. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, no. Man, you want to see attendance <laughs> really drop, go to Lincoln. I would think that they would probably move temporarily, uh, you know, and, and they would be compensated handsomely. The uh, Savages still own. Do they still own the River? No, Vivek, right? Vivek. Oh, that's right. Thank you. I'm Bar. sorry. Well, yeah, then you know, because Vivek won Vivek's Major League Baseball here. Yes. Yeah, thank you for the correction. Mm-hmm. I apologize. 
Um, Vivek's all in on this, so he's already got a plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the part of it. Yeah. That's part of it, Legend. It's like the, we as a city, Sacramento, want to show we can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're taking the shortcomings of another city and definitely the shortcomings of a, a, a of an ownership group uh-huh. who doesn't, you know, who has shown over and over that they can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we're we're assisting two or three different, you know, situations, like two or th- two or three different themes. And it's just tough because. Just as the the texter put in, you know, look, I can remember when Seattle was yearning for the Sacramento Kings. Oh yeah, you know, it was and on the one yard line. Absolutely, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, Emil, what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, a bit of interesting news in this morning breaking with him getting suspended for. We don't know what the the prescribed medication is is what they're using, but it was not on the NFL exemplist, so that's why he's getting the two game suspension. And really, frankly, this is a unceremonious end to his time with the Las Vegas Raiders, which was kind of over as soon as Josh McDaniel was gone. Yeah. Garoppolo um, spent two games for using a prescribed medication, to Emil's point, without having a valid therapeutic use exemption from the league. That can mean a lot of things. Who knows what it means exactly. Garoppolo will not appeal the suspension. Is there still anybody that's going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo for any reason? As a backup, I would think so. People, again, like on a one-year $5 million kind of thing or something like that, or a one-year $4 million with incentives in there, like Sam Darnold yeah. th- th- this year. He still is a valuable veteran that's played in a Super Bowl, but, you know, a, couple, know. A, very, a, lot of, a lot of games. But the problem with Jimmy is, you know, you, you want your backup in case somebody gets hurt, and he always gets hurt. So it's like, <laughs> do you want a backup to get, you know, if he gets hurt, then I'm, you know, it's Josh Johnson time again. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy gets hurt all the time every year. And it's tough because it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is old, you know, in terms of like NFL quarterback. Like, he's not like he's in 35 pass. He's like 32 years old. He's not old at all by any means. And he just, we forget he just signed a three year deal last year Mm -hmm. coming from the Niners. And it didn't work out. Wasn't the right system, wasn't the right fit. He got 33 and three quarters guaranteed, apparently. Yeah. Well, it was 78, right? Yeah, 78. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three years, seventy-two point seven five million, included thirty-three point seven five million guaranteed. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the the best thing to come out of it is for the Raiders, they don't have to pay him that eleven million extra guaranteed that he was going to be owed this year, and they can just kind of cut him and kind of wipe their hands clean, move on to the next chapter, which is should be exciting for Raider football. And, and they don't know as far as the Raiders go. Forget Jimmy G for a moment. They don't know what they're going to do quarterback, right? They, they have some ideas. They have some ideas what I, they might do. I have some ideas. Draft. Draft it's got to be draft. Free well, agent. I mean, there's a l- just about everything's on the table. Here's the rumor, because as someone who went to Arizona State and knows Antonio Pierce a little, a little bit, you know. Wait, wa- wait, wait. What? You know him? I've watched him. I okay, understand right. his relationships. <laughs> just clear. I know who was there while he was there. Okay, okay. There are two people who were there while he was there. One, Brandon Ayuk, and one, Jane Daniels, the former Heisman Trophy winner for LSU. Both. Jaden and Brandon were on the same team in 2019, the final year Brandon was in college. The same year Jaden was an emerging freshman coming onto that team. They are very, very close is what I have heard between Antonio, Jaden, and Brandon. And the, and the hope, what I'm hearing out of Raider Nation, is that they would move up from number 13, I believe, up to take Jaden and then potentially reunite him with Ayuk. That's kind of the rumor I've been hearing around if they could. As you're speaking there, I just remember, Jay, he's been saying he's a Raider fan. Yeah, That's he's, he's, he's so pushing excited. it out there. I like That's it. That's why he's so excited about this wrong with that. Mr. 49er Insider. Well, there's yeah. also that, and then there's also Brand's brother coming out and his girlfriend saying this might be the last time we step foot on. There's, there's a lot of Are you rumors. Are not going anywhere? Unless the Niners trade him, he's not going anywhere. 
And again, $14.1 million fifth-year option. They want to lower that number, especially this year, if they can. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that because Brandon, especially with what the news coming out of Detroit with Amon Ross St. Brown wanting his $25 million, Brandon's a $20 million-plus wide receiver. He's Which is want to crazy. Money. Which, and I, let, let me say this, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I like Brandon Ayuk, but he's not worth $20 million. He's not. Yeah, I, he might be to them. The, but, I mean, but see, yeah. I, I I disagree with that, Whitey, and the fact of this. And I say this. When you disagree, you don't call me legend. I yeah, but yeah, well, legend. You're still legend. I disagree in the fact of this. I don't think he is top flight. I can break a game open material wide receiver. He hasn't shown that to me. Fair. And for me to pay somebody $20 million, and again, I'm not paying them, but I'm saying compared to just what you said, I'm around St. Brown, and then we're talking about, you know, Justin Jefferson's and all. Brandon, as a 49er fan, we have to be realistic. He's not He's not those guys. Are you saying that he basically doesn't have the bust-out speed that you like from a top whiteout? Well, I think, he, I think he doesn't have the bust-out speed, and I, doesn't, I don't think he's electric as some of those guys, top-flight wide receiver guys. Because I think he's a great route runner. I, I believe I that. I think he's a great yeah. receiver in I this think system, so too. and I think he's a perfect fit. I do, but I don't yeah. think he – this is the thing. I don't think he's a one, and I think we've seen what, – what we need to understand is this. If he was a one, he would be a game changer. I don't think Brandon Ayuk's a game changer at all, at, from my standpoint. And the reason why is he hadn't changed no games. Like the one thing people can argue about Debo as far as well, he you know he's not a route runner, he's not none of he's he's single handedly carried the Niners at points in time. Yeah, but he's not even a re- he's and I don't mean that as an insult. Sure, I don't know what Debo is. He's everything. Yeah. He's a weapon. You know, yes, yeah. like McCaffrey. Yeah. Correct. They're weapons. Correct. Wide back and all that. Yeah. But yeah. he's yeah. a game changer. Would you would you agree with that? Oh, there's no question. Yeah. See, but like I, I don't think, think Brandon Ayuk is that guy. I understand why you're saying that. I would quit. I think he is. And mm. I think we've seen that at times this year. The fact that mm-hmm. Brock has such good chemistry with him in this system. I think he, I understand your point, but to me he is. And to me, the 49ers have to bring him back. Here's the mm. only thing I'll push back on with, with you. And I understand where you're coming from. Sure. Because again, three receptions in the Super Bowl, that's not always on brand. That's on the offense. Yeah, of course. The but you're line, right. What, what, you're, you're right. You could have. Could have used a lot more. For Absolutely, him. but, but th- many this is, times this is the biggest argument for Brandon Ayuk in terms of he can be a breakout guy like the Amon Ra, the Devonte, all, all all these number one receivers. Sure, Brandon Ayuk out of all the emerging wideouts compared to even Amon Ra, St. Brown. Amon Ra, St. Brown had 119 receptions last year. Brandon Ayuk had 75. 75 yeah. That is 45 less receptions mm-hmm. in one season, and yet he only had 200 less yards. My my theory is that Brandon Ayuk had the most yards per catch last season. He has shown the ability to break off big plays whenever he gets open. He's probably one of the best route runners in the NFL. And because of that, there's a reason why SpotTrack is tracking his number for a new contract around $23 million because they know with the increased volume, he could potentially have those numbers like an Amon Ross St. Brown. And I don't know if you have the numbers there, and I'm just curious. I'm not trying to trump you because I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't said that. I'm not trying to top you. Um, <laughs> did Detroit throw more than... I know they ran the ball a lot too. So you know when you consider yeah. this guy that many catches, mm-hmm. well, how many times are they throwing opportunities? The ball? So I yeah. would want to. I, I don't know. I don't Detroit was more of an air raid offense, sure, but exactly. the Niners were also number one explosive plays last season, uh-huh. and so that, that that plays a part of it. Ayuk was a big part of that. Same with Debo Samuel McCaffrey. Their offense, their air offense, was one of the best in in recent memory last year. So Ayuk was a big part of that, and has been for two years now. Uh, when we come back, now that the dust has cleared, was Steve Wilkes, Kyle Shanahan's scapegoat i know emil had some interesting things to write about that and uh we'll tackle that when we come right back it's drive guys on new home for 49ers football in the 916 sacktown sports
Kyle Draper is enjoying his vacation. Emil is joining us. It's Jay and Whitey, Emil Fergoso. Does it break your heart to come in here without Kyle? Yeah. Chat chat with? And... Yeah, me and Kyle really get... <laughs> me, and, me and Kyle really... He's Again, he's my friend of me. We, we have this whole wrestling <laughs> heel vibe right now that I really get a good kick out of. Remember a few weeks ago, I think it's when we were out at the arena and you guys were getting into it about something. And I heard from so many people about that. People were like, oh... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh the sales God. staff downstairs, they were they were locked Everybody in. Was because stuck. again, we we have we have, here at here at KHCK, here at Sackdown Sports, we have the the radio going on o- o- across the, the the floors and across the sales staff hour. So they heard the whole conversation whether they, they wanted to or not. So they heard me and Draper going just at it and they're yeah. like, What is happening right now on air? I got a lot of texts about that. Yeah. By the way, for those who haven't heard today's interesting news, is it big news? We'll see. According to the Athletic, Sacramento is the front runner to temporarily house the A's. The story doesn't say Sacramento is a front runner. The story in the Athletic says Sacramento is front runner. We're the front runners, Jay. That means we're in front. We got the lead here. Yeah. Although I'm not sure this is a race we want to win. Want to win, but maybe I'm overthinking it because there's a lot of fans here in the chat. Text signs like Sacramento baseball. This would be great. Just roll with it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I go to games. I'd go, and I'm a Giants fan. I'd still go to games. Like, it's, you know, Major League Baseball in Sacramento. Never mm-hmm. had that before. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I know. I know. You know, it's too bad um, that they didn't finish the second deck on the stadium. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They had to, yeah. you know, I won't say rush it, but they had to get some things done over there, second deck. And I think that, it, you know, why do you correct me if I'm wrong? There was always an opportunity in the powers that be mine that, Sacramento could house a baseball organization, a pro baseball organization. And that was just what you're speaking to is, you know, at the time, Rayleigh Field was built to be considered to, you know, have expansion, be able to expand. Yes. And I think we've come to find out now that that probably isn't the case anymore. But, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent. You know, money could change anything at this point in my life. I've seen it change just about everything. And so yep. I think if they really wanted to, yeah, they'd knock that thing down if they had to. I remember years ago going to Petco Park in San Diego. Beautiful ballpark. Yeah, just yeah. beautiful ballpark. And it was fairly new. It was in the first couple of years. And I remember being down there and looking around, and I honestly thought this to myself. I thought, you know, I just don't think Sacramento could ever do anything like that. Why not? Well, that's what I thought. That was that's my point. That was before the Golden One was built. Mm. And then you go in there, and I, every time I go in there, I think of that. I was like, "Well, nope, we did it." Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not a baseball See, stadium, yeah. but yeah, we could do something like that. Vivek has shown, and again, as we keep saying, the powers that be have shown that we can do that here. And there's a tremendous amount of interest in it. There was a time, and I think we've talked about this. People may remember this. Kevin McClatchy owned the Sacramento Bee. Yes. Mm-hmm. He also owned the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates yeah. And it wasn't uncommon to read, you know, somewhere on the internet, uh, oh, the Pirates will be moving to Sacramento. So it was something that was considered. It never came close to happening. But we were kind of in the running when Luke and Bill was first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to build the baseball stadium. Right, Luke and Bill. He had arranged for, he had an agreement with uh, Major League Baseball to have some exhibition games here in Sacramento. So it's something that a lot of people have been trying to get on track for many, many years now. Sure. Major yeah. League Baseball in Sacramento. This, 
I don't know how close this would put us, but I, I think the city is dying just for the professional sports team. Yes, like agreed. You, you see that you see the the teams that come out just or the the fans that come out just for the Republic, and that's USL soccer. Like if we had a major yeah. league soccer team, there'd be droves. Of oh people yeah. Well, out. you guys a year ago, you guys were here full time, and I wasn't. But wasn't there a lot of talk about Vivek and maybe even a hockey hockey team? team. Yeah, there yeah. was. He had put in a bid for. Uh, That's right. Let me team. look that up. Nashville yeah. Predators or no, Coyotes or somebody. I, I, I want to say it was Arizona Coyotes. Arizona, yeah. I want to say it, it was Arizona. Probably was Arizona. Or, no, no, was it a Canadian team? Let me let me look that up real quick. But okay. he had put a bid in. And, Ottawa, Winnipeg. Poor yeah, Yotes. it Poor was. Yotes. He was saying he, but he wasn't gonna move the team. He was gonna keep the team somewhere up that. Right. You know, wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just like when uh, they bought uh, Oklahoma City bought the Sonics, we're not going to move them. Nope. But anyway, I think you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of people here um, with a, a lot of pull who are trying to get another major league team here. Yeah, I, I think it'd do well. I really do. This is a sports town. Mm-hmm. Look how well the Kings do. By the way, Rob Manfred is. Um, I, I, we're, we're you know you should be respectful. He's ham-handed sometimes and tone-deaf. And I know, Emil, you're a Giants fan. Good for you. And Rob Manfred was talking, was it yesterday? He was talking about a number of things. It was yeah. like his spring training press conference. Oh, gosh. And people said, oh, you know, the Oakland will be without a team. And he says, well, it's okay. It's not like the area doesn't have a team. The Giants are still there. So basically, it's like, hey, Ace fans, not... just root for the Giants. Don't you idiot. That, that, no. That's, that's I know. Do you think White Sox fans are going to go, oh, I'll root for the Cubs no now? No way. No, yeah, that's no just, way. That's and it's the Ottawa Senators, but they put in a bid in for it. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Between that and him announcing his tenure is going to end in 2029, which is this, just this <laughs> such troll vibes, I couldn't believe. I mean, I can because it's Rob Manfred. He's one of the worst I've ever seen. But It's almost like he goes out of his way to show us, I don't really no. like baseball. I know. You can't get rid of me. I'm here, guys. I don't know. He said that he wasn't. He he had alerted everyone because I'll be seventy, and be, I want to let everybody know this will be my final term. And yeah, right, man. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what Seeley. There was a lot of talk Seeley was going to leave, and it it took him a long time. It, it's long part, time. and I know we we got a meal here, so we're going to talk a little Forty ers But it, it's part of baseball, and I've you know let let's do this next hour. Because it, it makes me feel better about myself as an Oakland A's fan. I could list 30 reasons where baseball has failed the Oakland A's. And not even the city, not the ownership, just MLB itself yep. has failed the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Compio says the A's are going to move, so why not host them? Maybe things work out and investors step in. And saying. they end up staying here. I know, but you literally have fans in Oakland going, please don't do that. You guys know what this feels like. That's just, tough. That matters. No, it does. But unfortunately, I'd, I'd rather them be in Sacramento than Vegas. Vegas doesn't want them. They do not want them. I'm being honest. I've talked to people in Vegas. I have family out in Vegas. They don't want them. No, oh, I know. They really. It's a, it's an adamant thing of like we already got the 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 Raiders. We got the. I think there'd be more attendance for 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 Aces games than for than for <laughs> A's games. Honestly, I'm being dead honest with you guys. I'm. Don't I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Certainly the hockey team. Yeah. yeah, they love the hockey team. They, they love, love the, Knights. the Knights. Now, the love Raiders them. there, they're kind of eh, okay with them, right? They they're, don't feel yes. like Transplants Vegas fans come. don't feel like it's really their team. Raider fans travel as it is anyway, right. but but it's more of a, just like how SoFi is, it's more of a corporate spectacle Correct. that way, too. And, and yeah. Jay, we were there. Yeah. You could feel it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they got their basketball team. They love their hockey team. 
how they're getting their baseball team somehow. How does that happen? Has that ever happened before where a major league team in any sports, like they're moving to a city that really doesn't care if they're coming or not? I wonder if, honestly, I wonder. Well, Vegas is its own animal, though. Yeah, they're not, they're not like a diehard, they're not diehard people that, that have been there for, I mean, there are, yes, on the outskirts, but like Vegas is more of a, a, a entertainment capital, more of a go-to kind of place, more touristy that way. I remember when the Grizzlies left Vancouver and they moved to Memphis, I don't think there was a large outcry. I don't think Memphis was going nuts, and they, they support the team reasonably well, and they got a new arena. So I can't recall anything like this where you've got the town by all reports, it's getting the new team just like, okay. Well, they don't care. Yeah. 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 Or the I, mayor of the town going, they should stay. Yes. They really should and stay. When, when you read and listen and do your research, most of it is coming from a federal standpoint. Yeah. I, or I should say a state yeah, standpoint. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is the state, the state is, is pushing ramrod the, the, yeah, the A's. Where the city is like, mm, the city wanted it to be different. That's yes. The mayor's like, well, yes. that's not how we would do it, so right. maybe they should just Mayor stay. Goodman's like, yeah, we wanted to put them way yeah. out by the the, uh, the military base. You know, where... <laughs> <With> no roof. <laughs> right. <laughs> the nuclear <laughs> testing site. You know, and and the, one of the major, major proponents of the A's coming there is the, uh, the, the teacher union, the teacher's union. Like they've been one of the ones who have stepped up and absolutely have been a thorn in Oakland yes. A's coming to Las Vegas and saying like, listen, you know, typical. How are we getting ready to throw 200, 300 million dollars at a new team where we need the books? Yeah. We need the technology. We, we need oh, yeah. the yes, yeah. you know, those type of th- the, the same stuff we, we continue to hear. But because they've gotten teams so fast, I think, yeah. you know, the people that live there are like, look, we're OK. We're fine, and that's kind of what Emil was saying. They got a lot more problems there, including their roads. Fix your roads, yes. Vegas. Oh, man, you ain't lying. Fix your roads. Construction is crazy right now. It's nasty. Vegas. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't even started the stadium yet. Uh, one, two, Ooh, three strikes. Ooh, look bad on the corner, too, by the it, way. It does not look good, yeah. One, two, three strikes, and you're out for Steve Wilkes. Next, Drive Guys, Sackdown. Sports. Emil Fergoso is with us. It's Drive Guys, Whitey and Jay, with the Kyle Draper... Headed to uh, Cabo. Cabo. All-Star vacation. Now that the dust has settled a little bit, the smoke is cleared, good time to take a quick quick, a quick peek back at uh, <laughs> what happened with Steve Wilkes and the defensive coordinator position. Jay, I, I know you and I talked about that. I think you and I agreed that he was not being scapegoated. Emil wrote about this at SackdownSports.com. And you had a meal with the three signs that this was, uh, let's see, three signs of writing was on the wall for Steve Wilkes' 49er tenure. Yeah. Where, where did you first, what was your first sign that, hey, this ain't going to work? The first five weeks were going great. Again, they were blowing out teams coming off the Cowboys win a 42 10. They were blowing, blowing teams out. The defense looked great. Then week six happened where they lost to the Browns. Okay, bad weather. The offense didn't do so great. You can give them a pass on that. Week seven. Minnesota Vikings, where Kirk Cousins torched them for 378 yards. That was a season-high passing yard torch by Kirk Cousins, who has in the past, yes, torched them, but not to the level of of that degree. And it really kind of all stems from at the end of the first half on, on the cover zero blitz yes, blunder, yes. Uh, which various Ward. And Kyle Shanahan coming out publicly and, and undermining Steve Wilkes was very, very apparent of a little bit of disconnect that was kind of brewing of, we want to dial up these pressures, but at a certain time, at the right time, and Wilkes' timing for that stuff wasn't in the same ideology of Kyle's. And that's kind of where the first blunder was for their tender tenure. But I think given 
that uh, even given that a coach doesn't and shouldn't be criticizing coaches or players publicly, in that case, it was warranted. The NFL's It was such a blunder. Yes. There was it, it, no reason at that time to be in cover zero. And, 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 I, and I believe Kyle did it because the message wasn't going through to Steve p- p- privately. That you made the mistake, you mm-hmm. got to own up to it. We have to fix this, and so that's why Kyle came out and said it. Because Kyle, again, very honest, blunt coach. He's gonna he's gonna voice his opinion, r- whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Typically, though, when it comes to the media, though, they they they're reserved. They hold back. Certain answers are very very trained how they answer the oh, media's sure. questions. So for Kyle to come out and say that, and then for Steve to respond saying, "I take full responsibility for that call. I have to do a better job in putting the guys in a better position. We have good players. I know that." and can't really press the issue, and with that moving forward, it's my responsibility to do that, so wish I could take it back, but again, I have to be better. That's right. what he said at week seven. All right, so we'll get through these three strikes, and then we'll determine, make our judgment, is he being scapegoated? That was strike one, or was strike two against him? Strike two, to be or not to be in the booth, and that came after week eight going into the bye week against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. They got smoked. 44-23, I believe, was was the score there. And Burrow, again, 400 total net yards, on or 31-17, sorry, was the score. I was thinking of the Kansas City game years back. Um, again, dropping three straight games, going to the bye week, not a good look. But there was this disconnect of, should Steve come down from the booth? Should he stay up there? What was the issue? And again, before even the season started, Steve Wilkes mentioned of why he was coaching in the booth, which was, I get too emotional on the silence. I don't want that to be a detriment to the team. If you watch this 49ers defense over the years of Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, they're an emotion-based unit. They thrive off emotion. They thrive off camaraderie, brotherhood, all this stuff. So for Wilkes to kind of take himself away from that was very questionable even at the time. It didn't really work out. And it's why Kyle had to have the discussion of, hey, man, we got to move you down from the booth. And everything seemed to be hunky-dory up until the the back half of the regular season and then the postseason, which is the third blunder. Yes, but backing up to that move uh, down onto the field, Jay, I remember... You, you were playing the audio, and we were talking about that at the time. And just to hear Steve Wilkes trying to justify it, trying to frame it in terms of why I wanted to do this. Yeah. When you knew he didn't want to do it, yeah. it was cringeworthy. It was. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. It was very, it very, and you, you knew the pressures from up top. And, Emil, please correct me if I'm wrong, I thought I read a few times, and I think even from you, the captains, like Fred Warner, Greenlaw, kind of saying, like, look, we fed off of looking at our defensive coordinator. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. They mentioned the communication thing was the biggest issue. That's why Kyle moved down is because the communication wasn't there. Mm. It, it was it was lacking between Steve Wilkes, the linebacker, the defensive line, because they were taking the calls from defensive line coach Chris Kacerik. And that was kind of stemming wow. throughout the rest of the season. Is, is that they were kind of leaning on Kacerik to, to do more, more of that stuff, and Steve was just calling the back half, the secondary stuff. And when there's that disconnect in the defense, it never works out well. And that kind of was what brewing, and it kept brewing going into the second half of the regular season and then into the postseason. I think you could even wow. see some of that in the Super Bowl. And I don't know if it was specifically Kacerik, Wilkes, and the linebackers, but you could see players looking to the sideline. There was confusion mm-hmm. on the field, even on that fateful last drive. Mm. There was a sense of, what are we doing? which is not ideal yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and that was the final straw, was the run defense. And the biggest, and again, one of the Niners' biggest hallmarks, especially on defense, was their run defense. Number one and number two, 2021, 2022. Regressed all the way to, Jay, close your ears, 26th in the NFL. Oof. 26th. Man. That is unacceptable. Wow. Unacceptable for the, a team. And they had been talent. second, right? They were second last season. Yeah, yeah. Oof. To go to, down from second to 26th. 
despite adding another star defensive tackle yeah. and, and Javon Hargrave, is unacceptable. Yeah, and for wow. as creative as Kyle Shanahan is, 49er football is still based on a pretty basic principle. We run the ball, we stop the run. Yes. And they didn't do that. <laughs> right. The biggest issue over the years was the secondary, and that's why Steve Wilkes was brought in to yeah. help coach up these guys. And he did help them to a degree. Absolutely, various War made his first, first Pro Bowl, and Theodore Lenore was fantastic in the postseason. But for all the pros that Steve brought for the secondary, the cons just outweighed them way too much. And you could see it brewing in, in the playoffs when Detroit went up big and was just running all over the field. I mean, when's the last time you had to have an effort issue with this Niners defense? Right. And yeah. that was an issue in the conference championship game of great guys point. just not being right. And then Kyle, of course, famously in overtime on the second and six, calling a timeout. That's the one. Because he... Hated the cover zero blitz. And even me and Jared watched it going, why the hell are they running prevent defense? <laughs> Very true. With Patrick Mahomes. He knows how to dissect that on the back of his hand with his eyes closed. And yeah. that was the problem. Is Let, that Steve, they were not connected on that part. Emil, I want you to make sure you clarify this for the listeners. And I want to make sure I heard this correctly. Chris Kacerik was still relaying the plays that Steve was calling even when Steve came down to the field? No, that's why Steve was brought okay. down to the field. They gotcha. were leaning on Kasarik more to help them, okay. to help gotcha. the defense okay. translate Steve's calls wrong. while he was in the booth. When when Steve came down, that's why Steve came down to have better connection with the linebackers sure. and and with the defensive line. But Kasarik was still a focal part of the defensive line and the linebackers because that was a system they've always they've always run. Again, Steve Oaks came into this thing in the first year and had to run the Niners system, not his system, right. on the fly, learn it on the fly, and he talked vehemently in various times throughout the year about how he's had to adapt and learn and do different things. And when you're this talented with this talented group, you got to change it and be unique with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's the problem is that Steve wanted to run something, Kyle wanted to run something, and they couldn't find a way to marry the two things together. And that's why ultimately the demise happened. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Jay? Scapegoat or no? Scapegoating? <laughs> oh, man. Emil's pushing it a little further to the side now for me. I, I, I'm going to say, uh, can I give you percentages? Sure. Okay, 75. Well, actually, hang on. Actually, okay, hang on okay. Do it. We'll take a quick timeout. Yep. We'll come back with our judgments. Mm-hmm. Okay. 339 uh, 1-800-920-1140. Hit us up on the text line, YouTube chat. Steve Wilkes, now that we've had a little time to digest that uh, brutal defeat, was he being scapegoated? Was his firing a scapegoat move by Kyle Shadehan? Next with the Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports.